You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. It's the Screening in Kingston podcast on CFRC in Kingston, or you're streaming online at cfrc.ca, or you're listening through one of the many, many podcast apps. Um, I'm really excited because uh, my co-host is back for a little bit. Hello, Taylor. Hi, Mike. <laughs> uh, you're you're back for another uh, segment, which is great. Is this like a new, like Taylor, Taylor gives a bad... Uh, review segment? Is Ta- that the new no, segment? <laughs> no, the new segment is Taylor returns for a half an hour and then <laughs> goes off and lives her life. <laughs> goes and holds her baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, they, you know, George gives us an a-, a half hour. We take it um, and we insert this segment into some random episode. Sounds good. <laughs> which who knows where, where it will be. Um, and you're, uh, you're not on the phone this time. Yeah, I saw it... Um... I thought I'd pull out the old laptop, see how it see how it goes, and so far so good. Hopefully, I know our well in the past. I don't know what it's like. It's been like with me gone, but they're very in tune to our audio quality, and they can tell when things are different. So I thought, okay, I better get out the laptop, but I'm not using my microphone. So hopefully, it's passable, and hopefully, you can't hear George crying right now. But uh... Uh, I currently can't. But again, I feel okay. like our fans would be totally into this. Yeah, they would like they would turn it up and be like, "That's George. George is yeah. crying. We oh, okay. will see if he continues to cry." When you said he gives me half an hour, that's not true. He does not okay. give me half an hour. He, he gives, gives me you... like three minutes. And it's but... probably random. Sometimes it's three. Sometimes it's one. Yep. Yep. God love him. But he is uh, getting bigger and giving me a little bit more time to myself. So. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Anyway, so anyways, if the quality doesn't sound great, it's because I'm using earbuds, not my microphone, but probably a step up from the phone. How did it sound I, with the phone call? Uh, you know, it was all right. It was, it was a phone call. <laughs> okay. You know what the toughest thing is? At least you and I are on, to get into background here, you and I are on our own like sound waves. I can edit you and I can edit me separately. Right. When on the phone, we're on the same one. So yeah. I sound normal and you sound quiet. So I had to isolate when you were speaking and when I was speaking and separate it to try to, 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 you know, get the audio up. So it just took a little bit longer. Yeah. So what um, you're saying is I made your life very painful. No, I, I, no listen, <laughs> listen, I, I mean this when I say it's nice to have you back because for Aww. the most part, editing with you is so much easier because you and I have a rhythm going. That's true. Um, and other people don't. <laughs> as much as our co-hosts have been excellent, they've been a lot of fun to have, the rhythm isn't the same. And that just takes time. So we've been doing this for four years. So I know your rhythms. I know your cadence. I know when to edit and when not to. Um, and it's nice to hear from you. Like you, we our back and forth is good. Um, it's been... Oh, Taylor, is so much. There's been so much going on. I've, you, ever, you ever had that feeling where you like don't talk to someone or see someone for a while and then they just ask you like, oh, how are you? And you just want to break down crying. 
Mike, <laughs> hello. You know what's been going on in my life. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I think it's like it, re- it reminds you of days gone by. Yeah. Being like, oh, yeah, like, the, you know, our weekly show and talking. So it's really nice to talk to you. And it reminds me definitely of days gone by. Normalcy. <laughs> so, exactly. Well, we'll we'll have to actually catch up one day, Mike. But I'm feeling slowly but surely I'm feeling more myself. So um, as George gets a little bit more independent, hopefully we'll increase my 30 minute reviews Definitely. slowly and we'll be back to more normal recordings in the near future. He, if you can believe it, is 10 weeks. Uh, today we're, fil- we're recording on a Thursday that has no bearings whatsoever on our audience. But um, <laughs> yesterday he was 10 weeks. So I don't wow. know when this will air, but um, me neither. <laughs> so yeah. he could be he could be eleven weeks, ten weeks, or twelve weeks. Who knows? Yeah. at some but point in time, this will air. Time is just flying, and he's, yeah, yeah. I but, bet I'm, I'm sure for you, it's flying faster than it is for anyone else. Yeah, well, I spend most of my day um, in a rocking chair, so it is both slow and fast. I'll put it that way. Oh, I do too, but for different reasons. <laughs> yeah, but. Mike, this is not the George show. This is screening in Kingston. So Exactly. We, and um, you even have a movie to review today. Yes. Like you came prepared with like a yeah. really interesting movie to review. Yes. Uh, it is an interesting one. Netflix is doing interesting things. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> um, yeah, as, as they do. But it's like, it'll be nice to have a Netflix update. Um, yeah, but basically with you being here for a half hour, those are the two things that, that we're going to do. We're going to do fan questions. Um, because there's a bunch I haven't caught up on and people keep yelling at me. Um, so we're going to do fan questions and then you're going to review your movie and that will be it. And then the second half of this episode, I don't even know what it is. It'll be something. Uh, what <laughs> do they call that? A wild card? It's a wild yes, card it's episode. a wild card. And I, I pre, I've pre-warned several of my like co-hosts that I have booked for the next couple of weeks that this is happening. So it'll be like Taylor's going to show up every once in a while and we might record a half hour. And all of them are just like, that's amazing. Taylor, like that's awesome. I'll record a half hour. I don't. They're not mad that I'm stealing their airtime. (laughs) No, no, not at all. I think Tyler Vance put it uh, in in the best words, where he says, "I'm nothing but a pale comparison to to Taylor." Well, thank Um, you, Tyler. Let's uh, let's get into those fan questions, so people stop yelling at me because there's about five or six that I just forgot to. uh, uh, so these are going to go back, Taylor. Like these are going to be, and you're going to, even though some of them, Probably. a lot of them are addressed to me, you're going to answer them too. Back to like pre-sickness Taylor, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, first question uh, comes from Josh the Inquisitor. I'm going to go in order, so all of Josh's questions may be all over the place. Um, what was the worst movie you watched in 2022? <laughs> Oh what was the gosh. worst one? <laughs> the worst movie. I wish I had a list of what I saw this year. Mike. Well, I can rattle off some stuff for you of what and you then, saw. And then, yeah, and I can, and I can absolutely bash. Yes. Um, I can do that for you. I I know mine right off the bat, and it's uh, it's the Jurassic Park Dominion movie. Um, was just the worst thing that I saw last year, without a doubt. Um, okay, so some skippets from you, Taylor, include. I've got it. Wow. You, He's given some seats at the beginning of the year last year. Um, I was, you know, on a high note. It's been New Year, New Year. A lot of seats and (laughs) and stream it. You didn't get a lot of skips. Okay, so, well, an airplane for you is the gray man. That was an airplane. Oh, Persuasion. 
You that was a bad it. movie. That was yeah, a bad movie. I remember you not liking that at all. Um, let's see here. Stream it. Oh, uh, Day Shift. Give that a skip. It. Oh, with the vampires. I was like, what? With, um, oh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx, yeah. But um, Snoop Dogg makes a really good, is really good in that movie. Oh, so. I have the pick for you, Taylor. Fast Five. Remember we watched that this year. <laughs> I do remember we watched that for our anniversary. But yes. you know, yeah, yeah, that's probably the worst. That's kind of the worst, worst movie I watched. Everything yeah. else I'm looking at, like I'm just going through from from the past year. Everything is a see it, stream it, and then just a couple airplane it's from you. Like, I was you, feeling, you're I only guess, skip it. Day shift, day shift, and uh, and persuasion. persuasion. Where you're they only, were like, bad movies. Yeah. They were bad movies. There you go. Um, <laughs> Next question from Josh. Um, was there a movie in 2022 that surprised you the most? Um, things are not, uh, surprising me less and less, um, <laughs> which is kind of sad. I feel uh, but, the same way, Mike. Yeah, like I'm just, you know, things. Like, Nothing surprises me. Yeah, I, I, like, I would say I didn't think I would enjoy Cop Gun Maverick as much as I thought right. I would. Like that's one that pops into my head is is it kind of surprised me that I enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, but I am really finding when it comes to movies, I'm just like, yeah, this is going to be like this or this is going to be like this and whatever. Like, I don't know what it is. I'm becoming more jaded in my movie going experience. I can't say that anything surprised me. Maybe Day Shift because it was so random. <laughs> but like, it wasn't surprising. I don't know. I think it like Mike, but you and I are similar in the sense that I feel like we're um, it takes a lot to shake us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like, no, nothing, nothing surprised, nothing disappointed. Maybe mm-hmm. I was surprised by how much I really enjoyed bullet train. Like I yeah. went in with that movie with no expectations and I really, really enjoyed it. So maybe that's my surprise of the year, but like, I don't know. Surprise isn't a really great way to describe me in general. <laughs> I just take everything, roll with the punches. But I'll say, I'll for sake of the question, I'll say bullet train. Okay, bullet train. Yeah, that makes sense. That one does seem kind of a bit of a surprise. I think I heard George that time. Yes, he's if that was him. He's fussing. Okay. <laughs> dad's, on, dad's on duty. We'll see. We'll see how long he puts us for. We'll see, yeah. We'll just we'll just keep going until we can. Uh yeah. next email comes from uh Kathy who says, uh, hi Mike and Taylor. That was a great episode. It was really nice to hear from Taylor and that she's feeling well and that baby George is thriving. You will get used to watching movies and pressing pause every 20 minutes to 10 to the little man. <laughs> Wishing you the best for 2023. Can't wait for the big Star Trek debate episode. So there you go. There's a so that was just nice comments. Thank you, Kathy. Yes. You know, um, we've taken a break from watching movies, and you know what? I've been I've been binging um, like sitcoms. So I binged. Oh. I rewatched um, Ships Creek. Okay. And now I'm on Superstore. Superstore. Okay. But um, we'll go back to movies. It's Dan's turn to like pick the movies and i've been putting it off because it's like lord of the rings <laughs> oh god great movie lord of the rings That's i like lord movie. i like lord of the rings but it's such a commitment because we're gonna be watching the trilogy so it's like uh extended watch- editions like is that no i think editions? we have the just the 
the, the regular, yeah, the yeah. theatrical DVDs. Now, extended editions, that's a commitment. Yeah. Give up about 12 hours of your life. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, I will be going back to watching 20-minute segments of movies, but for now, it's sitcoms. Um, easier and, to pause. <laughs> yes, a lot easier. And you, don't, you can kind of like, you can kind of half pay attention and know what's going on. Oh, 100%. Dan will keep saying like, oh, what was that joke? And I'm like, I'm not watching. I don't know. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, just... it's just comfort noise on you. Yep, like, it exactly. Matter. It's white noise yeah. in the background. Yeah. So anyways. Like, yeah. You, you probably didn't know, Taylor, we're planning a big Star Trek debate episode. Uh, well, you're gone. I think you did mention, you oh, did, did mention, mention that, that? Okay. when I was on last. Yeah. But that means nothing. It, it means nothing to me. Yes. No. Yeah. It, it all came about <laughs> when Tyler and I fought on air. So <laughs> we decided, hey, let's do this officially. Why um, uh, Okay. Next one. Uh, that's an email from someone that doesn't matter. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> next one comes back to Josh the Inquisitor. How do you feel about the recent news that Netflix renews or cancels shows not based on popularity, but based on completion show rate? So the rate that the show is completed is now how Netflix is deciding whether or not to keep a show. So it's not popularity. It's how fast do people finish it. Is how fast they finish it? I think that's what that says. Completion. Uh, by the com- completion. Oh, completion rate. So I guess the rate of, of how many people go through the show and finish it. But that would have to do with... There's, that, there's a couple of shows that I haven't finished, but I love. But I just haven't finished. That's why I think that's a weird, like to me, that is still popularity because if you like the show, you're going to watch it to the end. So if anything. I really, really loved Lost in Space and I still haven't watched the third season (laughs) because I'm just kind of weird. You're just, yeah. To be in the mood. Like to be in the mood for that specific show. But it's also like I really, really enjoyed it and I kind of don't want it to end. And every time I watch shows, they end. Yeah, I don't know. That's a weird. It's um, it's a weird policy. I didn't see that headline. I know every time a good every time a good show is canceled, it like is the headlines like, oh, they've canceled another one, but the third season. I had no idea it was based on completion rate. In my mind, I don't know. I still think those things are relatively comparable. Um. I don't, yeah, that's weird. It's weird. I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, to me, it's the, yeah. Okay, so if it's the rate of completion, then it's just like what percentage of people complete the show, which I guess, yes, you are right. For the most part, that's popularity. But that is kind of odd to the amount of people who just watch it in general. Like, I, that would be what I would be looking at. This is how many people watched it, um, regardless of of when they finished it. Like, because what if someone finishes it three months later? Does that not then count? Like, what's their, yeah, they like, they, um, you know, they get busy with work, so they can't, they're not watching a lot of TV. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, it's, uh, I think it all comes down to algorithm. It must be like algorithms, you know? Like, I don't yeah. know. That's a weird one. I think, I don't understand um, how any of the major, I'm going to consider Netflix like a, a network. Because like, let's face it, it is like its own network yeah, now. Network. I don't understand like how HBO is canceling a bunch of stuff. Is HBO part of the Discovery merger? Because they're taking a bunch of stuff off their streaming that makes no sense Hmm. i don't know i don't know why they make any of these decisions yeah but that's why we make a podcast for free and are not ceos of major media conglomerates so (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> um, one last question that's not because there's a couple Star Trek ones. I'm going to save those for Tyler because you don't care. Um, one last non-Star Trek related question. This is also from Josh. He just wants to know if there were any surprising winners at the most recent Golden Globes. We did a Golden Globes recap last week, Taylor. Um, and uh, your your uh, boy, Austin Butler, did win. I don't know if you saw that. He did win the Golden Globe for Best Actor and what have you. Why? I What did Brendan Fraser win? Because He didn't win anything. So that was the upset. Okay, I had it in my mind it was reversed. That yeah. Austin Butler didn't win, but... No, he won. Oh, Brendan Fraser. Okay. That was the upset. People were like, Brendan Fraser should have won. I don't know. I think Austin, I haven't seen The Whale, so I have no opinion. I don't know if Brendan Fraser was snubbed or not, but I'm, of course, very happy that Austin Butler won because I think he was phenomenal. I, um, probably no surprise to anyone listening, did not watch the Golden Globes, have no idea who won any of the categories. <laughs> Even if you didn't have a baby, you wouldn't have watched them anyway. <laughs> no, I never so watched you're... the Golden Globes. Yeah, you're, that's fair, Mike. I don't watch the Golden Globes ever. Yeah. You're, ever. It's not because you're you're busy. You just have, you never cared about the Golden Globes. But I know, I, I like to think that sometimes I know who like the major winners are. Oh yeah. But... I think you usually, we, we, we would run them down and you would, you know, you'd know. Who Comment. I'd give my hot... My hot take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. what I've been, the headlines I've been seeing is that Austin Butler is still talking in his Elvis accent. And that's uh, driving yeah. people crazy. Well, I mean, it's pretty close to his real accent anyway. But yes, uh, people have been complaining that he his voice is a lot deeper now. But he claims... That that's just people like he, he's always been that way. I don't know. I don't remember him from before he was Elvis. But also, he a lot of the stuff he did before was like when he was younger. So of course mm-hmm. his voice, of course his voice changed exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like um, what thirty now? He's my yeah, age yeah. in he? his thirties. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like he was on like Nickelodeon. So like, duh. Obviously, his voice is yeah. deeper. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. I think like. Celebrities are weird. Let him talk in an Elvis accent. Who cares? Yeah, whatever. He, if it makes him happy. That's harmless. <laughs> um, okay, so Taylor, uh, you've got a movie to review. Yeah. So uh, let us know what you saw and what you thought about it. So I reviewed The Pale Blue Eye, which is a Netflix original on Netflix, obviously. Mm. And uh, it's interesting why I had... When I had said at the top of the the top of the episode, I said, you know, like, oh, it's an interesting movie for Netflix. Netflix is like moving away from like B movies. I would say like in the last couple right. years, you know, their original movies, they're trying to attract like top name actors. So the lead in this movie is Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. So like very, you know, very successful actor. I guess this comes as no surprise, but it's just like, I find like in recent years, they're really attracting these like big names who you wouldn't necessarily think of for a Netflix movie. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. Christian Bale is um, one of the biggest actors right now. Like he's yeah. everything. and he gets awards all the time. Like why does he have to do Netflix? You're absolutely right. So I think it's just because that's why when I say like, oh, Netflix is like a net, uh, uh, network. It's like its mm. own studio now, you know? Like, definitely. We can't say like, oh, it's a Netflix movie. Like they're on par. I guess this, what it was last year, right? That Mank was yeah. nominated for Best Picture. So like, re- year, yeah. like 
in the last five years, I would say, because as long as we've been doing the show, there's always this debate like, oh, should Netflix and streamings be allowed at award ceremonies? And I would say in the last like probably two or three years, like, yes. Like, Mm -hmm. why are we still having this debate? You know, like (laughs) CODA won Best Picture, which Mm -hmm. was Amazon, right? Um, Or Apple. It was Apple. Uh, um, yeah, that was Apple. Yeah, code is So, Apple. anyways, that being said, the pale blue eye, you kind of like, you're like, oh, Netflix movie, but yes, it's a Netflix movie. Isn't it about Edgar Allan Poe? <laughs> oh yeah, it's like again, kind of a weird movie. So, yeah. <laughs> um, the premise is that Christian Bale plays a retired detective. It's like this. Right. It's the 1830s, like upstate New York, and um he's called in to solve a murder at West Point, um, the military academy and Edgar, Edgar Allen Poe, um, is a cadet. I don't know if student is the right word to describe him, Mm. but he's like a cadet at the academy and Christian Bale essentially like, um, ropes him into helping him solve this murder. And, um, Harry Melling, plays Edgar Allan Poe and he's from I know him from the Queen's Gambit the guy with his eyes are very close together oh okay um yes I think I know who you're talking about yeah he plays like one of the boyfriends in the Queen's Gambit I'm sure he's in a lot of other things but that's what I know him from Hmm. and um so they're like together they're trying to solve these murders that are happening at the academy And it really feels like it kind of, it reminded me a lot of like movies made in like the 2000s. And I mean that in like a good way. Mm. (laughs) Like, um, it really reminded me of Sleepy Hollow. Uh, So if people like Sleepy Hollow, they might like this movie. It's like very much like a gothic detective story. It is a mystery. You know, like you're trying to solve who, like, it's a whodunit, essentially. Um, It's based on a book. It's not a true story. So even though Edgar Allan Poe is in the movie, it's like a fictionalized version of him. But he did. What's confusing is he was at West Point in real life. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, so there's some truth to it in terms of at least where he was at the time. Yeah, but like the only truth is that like you have Edgar Allan Poe was at West Point. It's like right. why I don't know. Like, but it's based on a book, like a novel. So like they, anyways, yes. That's confusing, but don't get hung up on that. It's not a true story. Whatever. Okay. So the cast is, the acting's great. You know, I really love Christian Bale. He's one of my favorite actors. He gives it his all. Like, it's not like a B Netflix movie. Like, I think he's doing a very good job acting. I don't know. um, I haven't seen Harry Melling in a lot of stuff, but, like, I thought he did a really great job. Um... So the acting was quite good. And there was Jillian. Oh, what's her name? Jillian Anderson's in it. Oh, okay. She makes like, she has a small role. So those Mm. are kind of like the most recognizable actors. I will say they've done a phenomenal job of casting in the sense that um, it's like the 1830s America, you know, cadets at a military academy. And the, not everyone is like the majority of the cast is not like Hollywood good looking. I know that's like a really weird comment, but it's refreshing to see people that just look normal looking. Well, it you gives the I mean? movie a real feeling, right? Like, yeah, you're I like, assume is what you're saying. It feels yeah. real. 
you're like, yep, that's what an 1830s military cadet would look like. Mm. Not very good looking. Okay. Um, so I would say this movie is two hours, just over two hours. Everyone knows my, my beef with movies that yeah. are over an hour and a half. The yeah. first 45 minutes, like is like a very tight 45, like it breezes through. It's the, the mystery is kind of moving along at a hot clip. Um, it kind of slows down. And then the third act of the movie kind of really like sabotages the whole movie in a sense. Like once there's a big climax, um, it kind of lost me a little bit. Like, (laughs) and like the last like 30 minutes to 20 minutes of the movie, I'm kind of like, huh? So there's like a really big twist at the end of the movie. So there's like the climax. You're like, yep, that's, what I thought was happening, the mystery makes sense. Um, and then you're like, oh, there's like half an hour left in the movie. What's going to happen? Well, there's a big twist. <laughs> and um, it relies heavily on like flashbacks, which I'm not like a huge fan of. Um, when it's done well, it works well. But like, I thought like it was kind of like, kind of made the story a little bit confusing. Um I think in the end, the the twist was satisfying, but I just feel like the end of the movie wasn't executed as well as I thought it could. Again, I'm not, I've said this a lot on the, on the show before, even though I love movies, I'm not a movie maker. So I sometimes can't say what went wrong. You know what I mean, Mike? Like, you know, when you're watching a movie and you're like, that was not good, but you can't really explain why. Like, I don't know if it was the writing, the direction. Editing, I don't know, but like the last kind of act of the movie lost me a little bit, even yeah. though the twist was good, if that makes right. sense. You know, yeah, I think I think it does. Yeah, I think I know what you're saying. Um, and I will say that the climax scene, I don't know if it's because of like the settings on my TV, like maybe the Wi-Fi connection, because like I'm streaming, but the CGI looked so bad. Really? <laughs> Like, there's a you gotta fire. wonder about Netflix budgets though too, right? Like you gotta wonder yeah. how much they actually have for this. Yeah. So there's like at the climax scene, there's a fire. That's not like a spoiler alert. It's just like there's a fire, and like the fire looked so horrible. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know if it was because of like the way my screen was like pixelating, or, like my TV, or if it was just like really bad CGI. Mm. But um. Netflix is not the only guilty party. Like I've seen some think pieces. I haven't read them, but I've seen the headlines that like bad CGI is kind of like a phenomena right now, like across Mm. the board that the, you know, for whatever reason, studios aren't paying their workers to do good CGI. I don't know why, but (laughs) I guess because they can get away with it. Right. Yeah. And, and maybe that, you know, the budget's going to Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah, for real. And Jillian Anderson, who's like also like a really big name, right? Um, So yeah, so that like, to me, ultimately, um, I watched this like, I think it was like a Sunday afternoon. Dan had the baby downstairs while he was doing a run. So like, it was an uninterrupted two hours of movie watching. So the first part of the movie, I really enjoyed and I did like the twist. So I'm going to say this is a, a see it or sorry, a wow. stream it. Oh, so stream, stream it. it. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Stream it's a stream it. it. So be aware that like it gets a little clunky near the end. But like if you like a good mystery and if you especially like a good gothic mystery, 
then I think you'll enjoy this movie. Like it's not, it's not like the best movie ever made. I think like Sleepy Hollow is still better (laughs) than Mm -hmm. this movie. But Mm -hmm. if you like that kind of atmospheric, you know, not everything is what it seems. Maybe there's some paranormal, supernatural stuff going on. Maybe, maybe not, you know, um, it is worth checking out. But yeah, the movie got like a little bit confusing. And I don't know if that's because of the source material. Like I haven't read the book, right? So I don't know. Sometimes um, twisty things in books because they can meander a little bit more as opposed to a movie. I don't know where it went wrong. But I will leave that up to our listeners. You guys can watch and tell me where did it go wrong? And you can tell me, okay, Taylor, this is this is the point. But it's it's worth a watch. You know what I mean? Like it's not everything has to be Oscar Oscar worthy, right? No, Sometimes you just you want to have fun. Have, yeah, you can just have fun with a movie, give it a stream. That's what stream it is supposed to be. Yes. You got it right, Taylor. For <laughs> once. Exactly. For once I got it right. And like I will say Christian Bale's great. Like I like I mm. I really enjoy watching him on screen. Like I think yeah. he's a phenomenal actor, so it's worth worth tuning in for you gotta wonder though like what is netflix paying these people oh you have to like you really have to wonder that because he's again he would take like a lot of money he would be paid a lot he doesn't need to do this so i don't know what it would i can't imagine he read this script and was like this like this is what i want to do you know what i mean like like he's he's a very famous man he can turn projects down and it so yeah, I I don't think he read this and was like, I need to make this movie. If so. there was yeah, if there's one person who who is pretty picky and is known for being picky, it's him. So again, pile of money changes everything. It'd be like Joaquin so, Phoenix, right? Like Joaquin yeah. Phoenix isn't gonna just make some random Netflix movie until he maybe. does. Yeah, and you go. Oh, I guess he can do this. Money, <laughs> money talks. Money walks. What's the saying? You, you, you always, there was, there used to be an old saying, I don't, I don't, I'm going to butcher it, but it had basically everyone says no until a dump truck of money gets poured on hey, your lawn that's, that's and then you're a yes. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Disney. Uh, we're waiting for the call. Uh, so there you go. Um, another movie review. Um, I think this movie came out at the end of this past year. So I think this isn't still our uh... first official new 2023 movie i think it came out right at the end of the year december it is it's still it's 2022 um but so it came to select theaters in december 23 or sorry december 23rd 2022 before its streaming release on january 6th 2023 so 2023 on netflix but the movie was released in 2022 this is where mike Mm. this is where i always screw up our year in review you always yeah. get you always get a little not mad, get ticked with me because I'll like I'll choose like a, a year yeah. previous, but because it came to Netflix in yes. 2023, I get yes. confused. I try to go by the official release date of the movie. So technically, all the movies I'm reviewing right now throughout January and probably into late February are all still 2022 movies. Just because gearing up for the Oscars, thing that catching up on things, we get a lot of movies in January that came out in December. So yes, I, I guess it, it really doesn't matter, but it's still, we still on Screening in Kingston haven't had our first 2023 movie release review yet. It still hasn't happened. You and know it won't happen. You know what I'm bit. really looking forward to seeing, and I don't know if it's been reviewed yet. I really can't wait to see Babylon 
Uh, it has not been reviewed yet. Um, I'm. It's on my list because I want to see it before the the uh, Oscars. It was nominated for a lot of Golden Globes. Uh, critics absolutely hate this movie. Really? Um, yeah, but it's been nominated for a lot of stuff in a lot of different areas. But critics do not like like Critics Choice Awards. I don't think even nominated. How did that? Much. How does that work out? That... I think members of the Academy and like the the you know uh, the Hollywood Foreign Press. Are well, you fine know what? With it, you know why? Mike? Critics hate it. It's a movie about movies. And yes, it is. If the Oscars <laughs> love anything, it's, uh, uh, it's about from the guy who made La La Land. Like it's, oh, it's another no. you know, love letter to Hollywood. I didn't realize um, that, but it has it my is. favorite: Margot Robbie, Brad Pitt. Yep. Toby Maguire is not my favorite, but he's in. It's a stacked cast. Great cast, absolutely great cast. Um, but it's just getting absolutely destroyed it, <laughs> in, in reviews. Is it rumored to come to streaming, or do we have to wait till after the Oscars? It is coming to streaming, and it won't. Uh, it, I think it's leaving theaters in an, like a, like widespread in another week or two, and you'll probably get it like just at the beginning of February. On streaming. Because that's what I'm really hoping to watch. Yeah, and I, think, I, also, I think Amazon, I want to say. Like, I heard I think it's going to Amazon first. I think, Nicole, now I'm just taking up your time. So you're welcome, guest you host, <laughs> for the second and a half of the episode. I really, I think Nicole um, reviewed this. It's a, a Florence Pugh movie that came to Netflix. Another one that's like a Netflix original that you're kind of like, huh, weird. Where she, um, she's like sent to a remote island to see whether or not the the young girl is like a miracle. Yes, I I reviewed this movie. What well, did you um, like it? The Wonder. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Her or is it a Netflix movie? <laughs> it's a Netflix movie. It's very weird. Like Taylor, at the beginning of the movie, they show you the set of the movie. Oh. For no reason, and oh. never really go back to it. But they say at the beginning, "This is a movie, and this is what they believe in the movie." Like, like, I think obviously, I gave it, it's a movie. Like, yeah, like I think I, exactly. Like I think I gave it a stream it because it, again, it's interesting. It's not what I wanted it to be, but it is interesting. And Florence Pugh knocks it out of the park. Of course, she does. Um, so I remember kind of liking it, but not like. So, not so into it because I think the direction was a little weird. They made some weird them. stylistic. Yeah. Like why did they break the fourth wall for no reason at the beginning and then never again? I guess. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like, it's like, duh, these are actors. I'm not yeah. watching a documentary. Like literally they said these, I'm pretty sure they said this is a movie and the, and the characters in it believe they're in a, like, believe this story. And all I could think is, well, yeah, <laughs> like that's what you're describing acting. But, like, like I, I guess anyway. it's based on a true story, right? Yes. It's yeah. based on, like, a true... I wonder kind of if that was their convoluted way of saying, like, the people in real life thought... Also believed this. Yeah, yeah like, believed this. But like, oh, again, they did a like, good job of that. Like, the people were interesting. Like, all, like, everyone, like, was treating the, the kid very differently. Like, all everyone saw it as, like, a miracle, but how it affected people was, was what was interesting. But like, and they did a good job. You know when you're watching a movie that it's not real life. Yeah, the, a, the scene a, at the beginning didn't add to it. <laughs> and it's a it's a period piece. So like yeah. obviously I'm not watching like home footage of this it's, investigation. It's as if they left that in there by accident. Like it wasn't supposed to be in the movie. Because then the movie just starts and it just goes. And I'm pretty sure nothing ever happens like that again. Um but but I will say, you know, I what I liked about the movie was Florence Pugh was good. You spend most of the time with her and 
what what she's doing to kind of figure out what's going on. It's all smart. It all makes sense. It's well written in that sense. It's just the framing device is weird. The direction is weird. Yeah. So maybe I'll, I don't know, maybe I'll get around to it. And then I'm really excited for the Barbie movie. Oh, of course. But yeah. um, also like that looks like a weird one. Did you watch the trailer? Like yes. the official trailer? Yeah. With the kid, the little girls smashing yes. their dolls. <laughs> it gives us no idea of what the movie is, but no. I think we have a sense of the tone <laughs> a yeah. little bit. Like I think it's going to be a crazy wild movie. So that's another one. I just recently saw a list. I meant to um, pull it up and I was going to, if we had time, I was going to like go through some of the like 2023, the new Conjuring movies coming out this year. Yes. I think the new Nun movies coming out this year. The Nun too. Yeah. Um, but there's quite a few movies that I was like, hmm, like 2023, maybe, maybe this will be our year. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, there's definitely a lot more that I'm looking forward to than there have been in past years where we've been like, yeah, I guess we'll see that. But <laughs> and they, then, of course, there's the Joker. But I, I'm going to hate watch it. I don't even think it's hate watching it. I don't even think it's I, I'm going to ironically watch it. I just want to see it. I want to see it. I want to see that. Cr- yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. That's why I have to watch it. Do you, will I be disappointed? I, I Probably. <laughs> I, I I honestly don't know how you could like really be into it, but you're. I think you're going to be disappointed. But again, maybe it'll be so bad that you'll like it because that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, we have to review it. Oh yeah. Well, our whether we like it or not, so. there's the, there's no choice. This is basically a Joker show. Um, we have no choice in that matter. Joker and Star Trek. <laughs> Well, the Star Trek's only when you're not around because you let me get away with it because you're not here to object. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no, like the Star Trek just kind of randomly happens. Um, but, you know, there it is what it is. Well, that's good. I'm glad you were able to give us a list of movies that you're looking forward to. Um, I think we've taken up enough of your time. You're absolutely welcome to stay as long as you want, but I'm sure George wants you back. Um, if there's uh, anything else that you want to review, Taylor... Come on back anytime. We'll kick the other people off. They don't care. It just might this be a lot of show. might be a lot of Netflix. <laughs> might be a lot of Amazon. But that's totally fine because, like, I want to go to the movie theater. So if you can handle the streaming stuff, then we're being well balanced as opposed to reviewing the same thing over and over again. You know, I don't. I hate to say things on air because then I feel like the listeners hold us to it. But let's face it: nine times out of ten, we say things on air and we don't do it. <laughs> Um, I think I might rent the menu. Has anyone reviewed that yet? No one has reviewed the menu yet. Um, that was on my list and then never got around to it. So go right ahead. Is it okay if some of my reviews are kind of like old movies now? Oh, for sure. The menu, the menu is still a good one to do now because with the, with the awards coming up, like the menu has still been nominated for a few things. Like all the other award shows are starting to send out the nominations and even like, the SAG Awards and, and, you know, the Critics' Choice Awards, the menu's getting nominations here and there. So it's still a good one to bring up. So maybe I'll watch that next. Maybe, Mike, what you can do is you can um, let me know, you know, with the the award list, you know, some of the movies that have already been reviewed, some movies that haven't been reviewed yet, and maybe I'll start pulling from that list. That's good. Taylor on awards movies. That'll be the name of the segment. Yeah. Like <laughs> six months late, but I'll... <laughs> random, random 30 minute to one hour chunks of you just jumping in reviewing awards movies that came out three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that'll be the segment. And we'll, and anytime you go long, we'll just apologize to Tyler Vance, like Matt, like the Matt Damon thing from, yeah. uh, 
from Jimmy Kimmel. We'll just say, oh, sorry, Tyler, you didn't have time to this week. Thank you for waiting in the green room. And set, we'll play some like week. sad, like wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just not on the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, that. unfortunately, I left kind of an awkward, you got 20 minutes. <laughs> no, it's okay. Going on hey, don't worry about I. He will understand. We'll fill the time. You Maybe don't have he'll to play worry a game. About that. Yeah, well, or we'll just talk about Star Trek and start yelling at each other early. You never know. Perfect. He, Tyler always comes armed with stuff. It'll be fine. I know. Um, but thank you. Thank you, Taylor, for coming back. This Don't forget that this is your show, so you can come on anytime you want. Kick <laughs> other good. people off. Totally fine. Thanks, right. Taylor. Have a great night. And there you go. That was Taylor. Nice to hear from her. Um, joining me to wrap up this episode, it's Tyler Vance. Hi, Tyler. Yeah, we just dropped a few letters, but we're <laughs> from Taylor to Tyler. We're, we're yeah, close. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> Changed as much as was necessary. Um, <laughs> it's funny because when we were recording, I didn't know how close together I would be recording a second half with Taylor. So I, I wasn't even 100% sure who <laughs> would be the person of this episode because it's just going to be kind of chopped together. But we were joking because we went a little long. We went a bit past the half hour. That if it, we would pull um, a Jimmy Kimmel, Matt Damon thing, where we would just say, oh, sorry, Tyler, there wasn't enough time for you this week. You'll be on next week. <laughs> I like the idea of me being the Matt Kim- uh, Matt Damon of this, like of screening in Kingston relative to Jimmy Kimmel. Just that like yeah. th- that effervescent pr- uh, presence off in the distance that really we want, we're trying to keep as far away as possible. <laughs> well, and it's funny because we've had a couple instances where we've been accused of mistreating you anyway. So I felt like we could just lean into it where yeah. we just stop inviting you on and you just never <laughs> come back. And we always mention that you're going to be on. Yeah, and, and, uh, and Tyler sent in an email, but we're not going to read that this week. We're gonna, yeah, sorry, Tyler. We can get to your email this week, but we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get what to it. What a shame. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was great to have Taylor back. And it's kind of nice that she'll pop in every once in a while to give us kind of a half hour of her time. Uh, until she kind of gets fully back on her feet, feels 100%. And, of course, the you know baby gets into a little bit more of a routine, which mm-hmm. needs to happen. So it's good to hear from her. Um, but with you here, we're, we're going to wrap up the episode with another movie review. Um, this is the easiest episode of Screening in Kingston I've ever had to do. Because Taylor reviewed a movie. Now you're going to. And I'm just going to listen. <laughs> so it's, it's the best it's the best uh best of both worlds um you're going to review after sun a movie yeah. i've heard nothing about and i believe is a product to protect you from the sun after you've been out all day now you can you have about 12 to 13 minutes to change my mind that it's not indeed just a product <laughs> all right well there i get started then yeah did I- you just hang out at shoppers and like <laughs> look at me like hmm i could talk about the after sun <laughs> I, I need to review a movie for screening in kingston what <laughs> yeah. am i gonna do well this this sunscreen looks especially cinematic it's like it's got yeah, some really yeah. interesting holographic labels on it it was <laughs> good enough <laughs> good enough for me um yeah so after sun is one of those weird movies where like i hadn't heard much about it and um I listened to a lot of film podcasts and then suddenly like one by one, just all of them started talking about this movie. I'm like, what is this movie? I kept, I kept like kind of avoiding the episodes because I hadn't seen or heard anything about it. And then like the top tens of the years started coming out. And like after sun was consistently in a lot of people's like one through five. And like, okay, okay. So it came out last year. Like it was like the end no, of the year type of thing. No, no. So th- it came out this year. Um, but this like, year. 
Yeah, so I well, I, well, sorry, I guess it came out in twenty, the end of twenty twenty two. Okay, you got to be like, specific because I I want to celebrate when we get our first twenty twenty three movie. Okay, this is so, not a twenty twenty three movie. We're there. Still you go. With the twenty twenty two. That's that's what I've been telling people. Like that's all the next couple weeks is going to be because we've got to catch up yeah. on everything. So yeah, exactly. I'm, I hear you. So okay. many movies in the past couple of weeks, and none of them have been twenty twenty three releases. <laughs> they are all from the past month. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Anyway, continue. Um, so with all of this, I was finally like, okay, maybe I should look into this. And so I went to the Carlton cinema, which is like Toronto, the closest thing Toronto has to the screening room in a lot of ways. It's like, um, and, uh, it was like, and I sat down and I watched this movie, um, and it was really good. It is mm. a, so it is a kind of like smaller movie. It's about a woman who is revisiting her memories of a trip that she took with her father to some like budget turkish resort back when she was 11 mm. um and like really as the movie progresses like uh how she viewed things as a child is juxtaposed about how she's kind of looking at them now knowing what she knows about what happens is like in is like in her life which we never really get an 100 percent affirmation of what happens in her life but looking through as like glimpses we see of her in the future and then how she's kind of responding to her memory specifically of her dad um, you get the feeling that things didn't end well in a couple of different ways mm-hmm. again. So it's about kind of like working through those past memories and having them be recolored by what she knows and what we think we know. Um, and it is it is really a very, very soft, but like like quietly tragic kind of movie in a lot of ways about a dad who is obviously struggling in his life but then is trying to just give his daughter a really nice vacation and, uh, and things are going wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, in, in a lot of ways, it is also like, I think the reason why this movie is working so well for a lot of critics is because if you come into this having kids, I imagine it's like a whole other level of, of like, but if you're coming into it, not having kids, you were once a kid. And so you're still it's, and we've all had that experience. I think, when we were growing up, when suddenly we saw our parents, not as our parents, but as like a person, as a human okay, being so it is, who was like struggling. It is the type of movie that you don't have to be a parent to get something out of it. Because I'm getting a little no. sick of those. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a, yeah, it's not one of those ones that you need to be fathers of daughters in order to be able to get this. Okay. Like, get this under. Um, but it's like I think it's just one of those things where like you're it's at that exact point where the daughter is starting to grow up. So the mm. dad is realizing her personhood and then right. she's also realizing that her dad is flawed and a human being and kind of like hitting that moment where they're like two ships passing in the night is like a really mm. interesting thing to do, especially when it's just like most of the movies, them just hanging out at a resort. Um, but it's like the because it's mostly thing. the flashback, like you're saying it's mostly yeah. you're seeing the flashback. It's almost entirely the flashback with mm. like little like glimpses of the future every so often okay. that are giving you uh, little hints at things. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, it, I would say that one of the most interesting aspects of it is probably the fact that it, there is a little bit of interplay with what is reality and what is perception, what is her memory of an event and what is, what actually happens because we are effectively seeing there's a occasionally like home video footage that was actually like shot by them while they were on vacation. And then the rest of it is just like a regular movie. But the stuff that's a regular movie every so often, like a certain scene will play twice, almost like it's being like she's trying to remember something differently. Like it plays out in one way and then suddenly we're doing a hard cut and a very similar thing is happening again, but in a different setting and in a kind of a different tone. And you're wondering, 
did both of those things happen? Is are the, her memories kind of being stitched together of two individual moments because of like what she's thinking about, or is she actually trying to process? Did it happen like this, or did it happen like this? Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that stuff is like pretty subtle. Like I think you could walk you could walk yourself through the movie and not really notice it. Um, but there is like those moments where you're just kind of like, okay, something's different about this particular scene. What's going on here? Um, and the constant cuts back to the future, I think, really help to drive forward that juxtaposition. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's definitely sounds like interesting. Like you're selling it as a very interesting idea. Um, better, better than a sun, uh, suntan lotion? It's like, what <laughs> well, uh, yet to be, hold on, yet to be seen. Because I do have a couple of questions. I mean, the, the one thing that I, and I don't want you to give anything away because I don't like doing that, but I do, you're talking about the idea of what can I trust from what I'm seeing mm-hmm. and what can I, and I, I guess my question is without telling us what it is, does the movie to you lean in a certain direction or do you as an audience member start leaning into a certain direction of what's real? Are you left unknowing do you have your theories like where did where does the movie go in that does it give you a direction where you think it's pointing in or is it very open i think that you are kind of expected to assume that most of what you're seeing is real um but maybe her perception of it is slightly altered um Mm. there are there are definitely moments as like uh where there is like um there's obviously something that's just physically impossible taking place it's Mm. like um so like that can't be what's happening um, and so you have to try and figure out exactly what's going on with, like, with those type of things. But I think for yeah. the most part, you could just watch this movie and assume everything is real and you would still get the narrative and you would still understand what's happening and all the emotions would still land. It mm. isn't a Tyler Vance movie in the way that like you need to f- effectively throw out the plot in order to be able to, um, to appreciate the themes. I think you can, you can get both here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Tyler Vance movies can make sense sometimes. <laughs> They're just rare. They have in the past. (laughs) (laughs) And it's open to interpretation. I mean, you know, sometimes movies make more sense to some people than others. Like you just get into situations where like, oh, I understood everything. And then someone else is like, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. But then there Um, are movies like Enemy where effectively like you can't think too much about is like about like is this actually happening no that's really no. not what the movie's focused on the, fo- the exactly. movie's focused on like a theme and an idea and the, it's willing to bend reality in whatever ways it needs to in order to be able to make that theme like it's, more potent it's even willing to bend quality just to exist um <laughs> i would prefer to think of it as a refraction of quality it depends on the medium through which it's right. moving <laughs> right right okay fair enough fair enough okay well it it sounds to me though like for our non tyler vance listeners because that's most of them i imagine there's um, a few of them out there yeah. yeah i imagine there's one or two people who aren't tyler vance who listen to the podcast you still think they've got something they're going to get out of this movie they're not going to yeah they're not yeah. going to be lost like there's something no, definitely. Like, there's amazing performances in this movie. Like the the uh, the uh, the the dad and the daughter like duo in is like in this. They're like incredibly mm. natural. They have a very intimate like relationship, but the one that's like kind of like laden with some sort of history that you're like gleaning throughout. Um, so like, there's that to like to lean into. Uh, there is like some interesting like it is kind of like an unresolved mystery of like what happens in the future. Um, and the movie it, like admittedly never really gives you all the answers that you're looking for. But I think every person can kind of read this and they can come away with their own understanding of kind of what happens afterwards. But um, like in a frustrating way or still in a way where you're left somewhat satisfied by the movie. I would say that the emotional arc of the movie is resolved regardless of what happens afterwards. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, that's good to know. Okay, so what's your rating? What are you gonna What are you gonna give our our suntan lotion movie? <laughs> um so for me this is like one of those weird moments where like i really enjoyed seeing it in the theater um it's like but i feel in some ways that i might have liked more kind of like i think there's a perfect environment for this movie to be watched in and it would be like watching it at home kind of like is like either by yourself or with like was like one other person that you're close with just kind of like watching this thing is like and like letting it kind of just like fill the space in which you usually reside because oftentimes with movies like this you get to i get to a certain point where like the movie ends and I want to just sit with it for a while, but mm. I can't because everyone immediately, like as soon as it says directed by, everyone's like, well, got to get going, got to go. It's like, and they all like <laughs> jump up and like are moving through and they've spilled popcorn everywhere. And then everyone's looking for their phone that it had like amazingly jumped out of their pocket somehow during the course of this. <laughs> hey, so it happens. <laughs> just like that level of kerfuffle at the end of this, especially because the ending of this movie, like the scenes that fall that like precede the ending of this movie are like really impressive they're really like emotionally charged and like filled with a lot of different feelings and i'm like i want to sit with these for a while but i can't because susan over here needs mm. to get to, he's like home to is like her chihuahua or whatever I'm like i'm just it's just why is this happening okay so you're giving it a logical stream it i'm giving it a logical stream it <laughs> wow <laughs> they see it in quality but a logical stream exactly it. it is in terms of quality is it it is a see it in terms of where you should see it you should probably stream it <laughs> yeah thank you that's that'll be that'll be real easy for me to put on a, a instagram story to throw up day after the episode. oh definitely i think you need to have start having like little like uh symbols on it's like that show up on the different uh, tiles for the things <laughs> that it like and so like you can like search that symbol up on like a facebook or an instagram like a document and be like okay so that actually while it says see it that little symbol means that it is a see it with this side of like this huge like asterisk that you've attached to it or i have a better idea you and taylor could just stick to the script and pick fine ratings to make things easier on me but whatever you're gonna do what you're gonna do. Uh, Listen, there you go. You, you, after... you didn't have you didn't have to review a single movie this episode. We got to make no, it difficult true. for you in some way. <laughs> yes. No. I don't have to edit it or anything. You're right. No, no, <laughs> I no, don't exactly. have to spend any time doing editing. <laughs> uh, but there you go. After Sun, uh, a, a stream it, but actually a see it from from Tyler. Um, one quick housekeeping note just before we end this week's episode. I just want to send out one last reminder that you, this is the final week. To get your thoughts in uh, about our movie club, A Man Called Otto, A Man Called Ove, the book and movie. Um, if you saw one of, if you saw the movie or you read the book, feel free to write in about one, both, compare them, whatever you'd like. Um, go to our website, screeningatkingston.com, uh, click the movie clubs tab. Everything will be there. Fill out the form, send it in. You have until Saturday. So this Saturday, the twenty eighth. That's when you have to finish that up because our next episode, Katie will be back and we're going to talk uh, movie club, talk about this movie. I saw a man called Otto. I'm, I'm not quite done the book, but I've got a week to get there. So I'm looking forward to chatting with everybody about it. Uh, Tyler, thank you for filling in for, oh. for the few minutes. Oh, of course. Is there any, any opportunity to get in here and talk for a long time about a movie that no one's heard of? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but you're you're educating the masses. Now people will That's seek all I this want movie to do out. With my time. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully they'll watch it and they'll see it. I'm again considering what you're saying about the buzz of it, I am a little surprised that it it's been passed over 
for some of some awards because sometimes you get that one or two smaller movies that end up getting so such critic buzz around it that it gets an award nomination here and there. Yeah. Um, so I, I've never even heard of it in terms of that. Well, we don't know. The Oscar nominations aren't out yet. Yeah, so. and I, th- I think if you look at the Oscar nomination predictions, usually like there's like the one through 10 and then they have like another like 11 through 19 that are kind mm-hmm. of on the periphery. And I've seen yeah. After Sun show up in okay. a lot of those as kind of like a dark horse, like maybe, yeah. maybe it will. Maybe. There might um, be enough buzz, yeah. right? If enough critics start to really enjoy it, members of the academies do start looking at it. I mean, they get the screeners. And I think yeah. they decide what to watch of this because I don't think I don't believe they watch everything, but I think they decide no, what to watch not. based on the buzz. Yeah, so. yeah, and like, and also like the Guild Awards are starting to come out, and I know that mm-hmm. After Sun's director Charlotte Wells was nominated by the DGA for like best first time director because this is her first feature film. Oh, um, awesome! Yeah, so it's like so I think people will probably be taking note of this, but it might not like transcend all the way up to the Oscars, but at least the guilds are starting to note. Good, good. That's good to hear. And if we keep talking about these movies, people will find them. Um, Thank thank you again, Tyler. And thank you to Taylor for coming on this week. Uh, We look forward to to hearing more from Taylor um, as she gets better over the coming weeks. Um, Get those movie club uh, thoughts in on either the book or movie. If you only had time for one, that's totally fine. Email us anyway. Get those in by Saturday. And we will see everyone next week. Go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.